You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily Penn State Nittany Lions podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Nittany Lions. I'm your host, Stephen Pianovich. It is Thursday, November 1st. Happy November to everyone, Penn State, getting ready for a trip to Ann Arbor this weekend. The number 14 Nittany Lions going out to play the number five Wolverines of Michigan. Could be a game that really kind of changes the tone of Penn State season completely. Uh, or it could be a win that propels Michigan into the top four and really sets them up for a huge showdown with Ohio State in a few weeks. So it's going to go one of two ways. James Franklin versus Jim Harbaugh. It is at 345 on Saturday afternoon up there at the Big House. I always like when Penn State and Michigan play two of the best uniforms in college football, best, biggest stadiums, best fan bases, biggest fan bases. Um, it is fun to watch these two go at it. Uh, they played some good ones over the last couple of years, uh, including a, uh, well, last year wasn't a really good one. Last two of both of them blowouts, one by the home team, so... Each team, I guess, can have a little revenge on its mind if, if that's their thing. We'll see. Uh, we're going to preview this Michigan team and get a really an inside look at them on tomorrow's show, so make sure you circle back for that. On today's show, we're going to have our big question of the week here in our first segment, and we're also going to be joined by Steve Petrella of the Action Network later. He's going to kind of break down uh, this week's betting line, give us some other numbers, that he has his eye on this weekend. Penn State, a double-digit underdog. First time that's a sentence that has been true since uh, the Ohio State game of 2016. So it's been a while for Penn State, uh, not getting a ton of respect from the odds makers there in Las Vegas as they go on the road to play a, a talented Michigan team with a very good defense. So we'll talk to Steve about that number. But first, in here in this initial segment, we're going to go get things started with our big question of the week, the BQ of the W. And this week, it is something that I mentioned briefly yesterday, but I wanted to get into more today. And that is this. Can Penn State win with the pressure turned off? So it feels like for the first time in a long time that the pressure is not on Penn State in this game. It is on the other team. It's on their opponent. And there is, and it's true, there is so much more at stake for Michigan on Saturday than there is for Penn State. Michigan is fifth in the nation. Those initial college football playoff rankings just came out. They are number five. Number one, Alabama plays number three, LSU. One of those teams is going to lose. If Michigan beats Penn State, you assume they will jump into that top four. Michigan is the only undefeated team left in the Big Ten. They are in the driver's seat in the Big Ten East. They basically are assured, like basically if they win out, they will make the college football playoff because they will beat Penn State, they will beat Ohio State in this scenario, and then whoever ends up winning the Big Ten West, Northwestern, I don't know. So, and they're playing at home. They're playing at home as a big-time favorite, as I mentioned, 10.5-point favorite, and they have a chance to deliver a big win uh, which is something that Jim Harbaugh's teams have not done a lot of during the last couple seasons, and it's much to the ire 
of that Michigan fan base. They expect more from this team. They have expected more results from Jim Harbaugh in his first. He's now in year four in Ann Arbor, and uh, he came close a couple years ago to making it, but they they lost to Ohio State in the double overtime loss in Columbus. Last season was more of a rebuilding year for them, and this year the pressure was on, and so far, after a opening loss to Notre Dame, things have been pretty good for that Michigan team, and uh, they need a win like this, and then obviously a win against Ohio State to keep it going. Uh, but there are so many factors in this game that make it a must-win for Michigan. Meanwhile, for Penn State, if they go up there and win, yeah, that'd be that'd be great. It'd be a great win for this program. As I mentioned, it would change the whole tone of the season. It would set up a very good possibility of going ten and two, be a nice uh, notch in Trace McSorley's belt. Might put Penn State in the top ten, maybe give them a uh, a chance to win the Big Ten East. Still a very very long shot. They would need Michigan to lose again, and then they'd have to get a three way tie, and be it'd be a whole thing. So it would be a really nice win, don't get me wrong, but there is much less at stake for Penn State. Yeah, certainly a win here is really improves the possibility of a New Year's Six Bowl, maybe the Rose Bowl. But, you know, other than that, there's not a, a ton at stake for Penn State, at least the way there is for this Michigan team right now. And uh, this is really Penn State's first true chance to play spoiler since that Ohio State game in 2016. So that's why you ask, can Penn State come through when the pressure is off? Because you, since that Ohio State game, since Penn State pulled that upset that surprised all of college football, surprised Penn State fans, shocked Ohio State fans, every game since then, something has been on the line for Penn State. Every single game, maybe if you don't want to count the Fiesta Bowl in the, in the Rose Bowl, but you know, still want to win those games. The Big Ten title game in 2016, huge game. Penn State still in the college football playoff conversation at that time. And then when you're a team with title hopes in college football, you really need, every game is a must win. And then they had so many big games, Iowa last year, Michigan last year, Ohio State last year, Michigan State last year, and then Ohio State, Michigan State this year too. Like all these big games where the pressure is on them to come through and they have had a ton to play for and a lot of expectations in those games. And in many of those games, they have faltered in close contests as you know, as a Penn State fan. Um, And in a lot of those other games, the other team has had something on the line, but not as much. Uh, Maybe with the exception of the Ohio State teams, those are the only other teams that they've played in the last years that have had really, have had real college football playoff hopes on the line. I guess Wisconsin in the 2016 Big Ten title game as well. But more often than not, it's like playing those Michigan States or Michigan last year, Iowa last year, teams that have, are good, are, are, are very good and quality opponents, but don't have as much on the line as Penn State has. So who knows how much that has factored in to why Penn State has clammed up a little bit in the fourth quarter and let these leads slip away. Uh, it might yeah, it might be to blame for it a little bit. It might not be at all. You can't really tell. It's one of those things you can never really know. And, of course, James Franklin will repeat his – we want to go one and zero this week. This week is our Super Bowl mantra. If they're playing Kent State or if they're playing Michigan, um, but after the slip ups to Ohio State, and Michigan State this year, this one is much more of a Super Bowl for Michigan than it is for Penn State. Um, 
and, and who knows, maybe players will feel a little more loose and we won't see drops from the wide receivers and the defense will recover fumbles that it should recover. I don't know. Who knows? And maybe if Penn State takes the lead early, Michigan tenses up. There's that feeling of, oh no, we're letting we're not going to get this big win and we're letting our season slip away here and they, they make some mistakes that they normally don't because it's um because that's possible. And and you know, you can't get into the psyches too much here, but it I think it doesn't hurt Penn State to go in with with a little less on the line than Michigan. But I mean, it's also certainly possible that that the top five team playing at home as a ten and a half point favorite with a stellar defense comes out and plays like it, and that Penn State comes out and looks like a team who, for good chunks of the twenty eighteen season, has looked like a seven or eight win team. So that's probably the more likely scenario. But you never know, and Penn State going to the big house as a big underdog needs any advantage it can get. So maybe having the must-win pressure on the other side on its opponent for the first time in more than two years can help out. All right, so that is this week's big question of the week. We'll uh, open this up on Twitter from responses. Feel free to, to tweet at us what you think about it, at LockedOnNittany uh, or at SPNovich. That is my Twitter handle. We'll get that up on Thursday Hopefully we'll get some discussion there. Uh, But for now, we have to step away for a quick break. We'll be back uh, with Steve Petrella of the Action Network. Stay with us here on Locked On Nittany Lions. If you're listening to this podcast, there's a good chance you're a college football fanatic. You don't just want to watch the game. You need to watch the game. That's why I'm telling you, you need to check out Sling TV. For just 30 bucks a month, you get ESPN, Pac-12 Network, the SEC Network, and more. You can stream the big games on your big screen and all your favorite devices with Sling TV. Sling TV gives you the live TV you love, but it's better. There are no useless channels, no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and you can cancel at any time. If you want to check out Sling TV, Locked On Nittany Lions listeners can get a special 7-day free trial. Go to sling.com slash locked on that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and sign up for your free seven-day trial today. Sling.com slash locked on and find out why Sling TV is the best way to watch college football. Locked on Nittany Lines is also brought to you by Vivid Seats. If you're looking for Penn State tickets this season or need tickets to any show or sporting event, you got to check out Vivid Seats. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all the live events you want to go to. And to make things even better, there's a special promo code offer for Locked On listeners. Use the promo code Locked On, and you get twenty dollars off orders of two hundred dollars or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. So go to the App Store, Google Play, download the Vivid Seats app today, and then use the promo code Locked On. That's L O C K E D O N, and get twenty dollars off orders of two hundred dollars or more as a new customer. Every purchase on Vivid Seats is backed by a hundred percent buyer guarantee. From the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater and more, Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app today, use that promo code Locked On, and get $20 off orders of $200 or more. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite live event. All right, 
I am happy to be joined now by Steve Petrella of the Action Network. Steve, how you doing? Thanks so much for joining us. I'm good, man. How you doing? I'm, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. So looking at this spread, uh, it's the biggest one Penn State has seen uh, with a plus beside their name in, in quite some time. Michigan, uh, as we record this on Thursday, a 10.5 point favorite. Uh, what do you think about that line and who do you think it says more about uh, Penn State or Michigan? Yeah, I think the line's about right. Um, I was hoping for around a seven, uh, and, and I would have been very interested in betting Michigan uh, at a price like that. Ten, I'm not quite as interested. Um, but yeah, I think I think the line is about right. The, the interesting thing with Michigan is, um, you know, because because its defense is so good, um, you'll you'll see lower totals, but still big spreads. Um, so that. And that Wisconsin game uh, totals around 48-49, but they were mm-hmm. a double-digit favorite. And um, this, you know, kind of the same case, except totals uh, up around 52. Um, and even last year, like, they had a, they had a total of uh, 38 against uh, Minnesota, I believe it was. Um, so, yeah, so you'll see, you'll see low totals and big spreads, which, you know, it, it – Statistically, it is tougher to get outside of um, big numbers when there's not expected to be a lot of points. But their defense is so good that I don't think anybody would be surprised if you know they held Penn State under uh, two touchdowns, two and a half touchdowns, um, and covered. So um, I think the line is about right, and I don't think there's a ton of value on either side. Yeah, and uh, we were talking before we started recording this that uh, some of these lines, some of the big games in college football, they have lines. Uh, that come out in the in the spring or the summer, uh, and this one was quite different uh, when that came out in May. What did that look like then? Yeah, so I, it came out uh, at the South Point, which is kind of the first book to to release numbers um, in late May at Michigan minus three and a half, which basically implies um, you know the two teams are pretty much dead even. Uh, Michigan gets about three to four points for being at home, um, so the power ratings are about the same. Um, some betters jumped on Michigan at that price, three and a half. Um, and by the time Westgate had come out with their numbers uh, in late June, early July, that number uh, was at Michigan minus six, um, which I think is kind of a, a better um, representation of how these teams were rated coming into the season. Michigan mm-hmm. about two, two and a half points better. Um, and yeah, obviously now up to ten and a half. Um, I think it's a, a reflection of, of both teams uh, and, and how they've looked this season and over the last couple um, over the last couple weeks. You know, maybe a little bit more to do with Penn State struggling and, and like you mentioned earlier, um, Trace McSorley either not being a hundred percent or being you know being limited in some capacity. Um, so I'd, odds makers have have certainly downgraded uh, Penn State, uh, and I think they've. Bumped up Michigan, um, maybe not to the level that you know the national media has kind of uh, taken this Michigan to the playoff narrative. But uh, I think Michigan, you know, blowing out bad teams um, and and winning, you know, pretty in dominant fashion uh, two games against Wisconsin and Michigan State. Um, you know, not surprising to see the number uh, up above ten, even though it opened at six uh, a couple months ago. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of weird to see Penn State be this large of an underdog. I mean, uh, obviously, it's all the reasons you mentioned that are for it, but uh, do people, uh, where, where's the money kind of kind of me on this one? Are people 
more in favor of the think that Penn State can cover that big number or do you think Michigan can, can get it done at home? Yeah, right now, uh, the data we're tracking, it's uh, 59% of the bets are on Penn State, uh, but about 56% of the money's on Michigan. So slightly bigger bets coming in uh, on the Wolverines. Yeah, we, we've talked about this uh, a bunch in the past couple weeks because um, Penn State's played a bunch of ranked teams. But, you know, when people see a ranked matchup and a, and a big spread, uh, they tend to favor the underdog because they mm-hmm. just – Kind of figure that two teams, uh, the two teams are even enough, um, and that you know the the slightly worse team can't possibly be ten and a half points worse. Um, but really, the ranking is just completely arbitrary, um, especially relative to, to power ratings, which kind of judge a, a whole body of work. So we saw with like Clemson, NC State uh, a couple weeks ago, NC State was ranked and they were a seventeen point dog, and they just got blown out. Um, so I think bets will continue to come in on Penn State. Um, I think, like I said, the line is about right. Um, and the numbers 11, most more so 12, but anywhere in like the 11 to 13 and a half range uh, as the spread goes is kind of like a, a dead number just because not a lot of games end at 12. Um, mm-hmm. Even not as many games as you'd think end at 13. Um, so... Yeah, I, I don't think we'll see a huge move um, either way. I think uh, it'll it'll end in that you know nine to eleven range somewhere, probably about where it is now. We'll get back to the interview in just a minute, but we have to step away for a quick break. Stay with us here on Locked On Nittany Lions. We are with Steve Petrella. He is the college football editor at the Action Network. Uh, Steve, there are plenty of other games on the docket this weekend. Uh, what kind of other numbers are jumping out at you when you take a look at this weekend's schedule? Yeah, I mean, big ones, Alabama, LSU. Uh, I don't have a, a super strong feeling in that game. Um, I've kind of been betting against LSU all season. Um, it doesn't feel like the right time to jump on them. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, we, we still haven't seen Alabama totally tested yet, but I could also see them blowing the doors off what's the what's the line in that one uh it's hovering around 14 it's to 13 and a half uh was bet back up to 14 and a half but yeah right in that two touchdown range Uh, and they're they're in they're in tuscaloosa this year baton rouge oh okay okay it's uh i think the biggest home dog lsu's ever been Uh, Mm. one of the bigger spreads in in this uh rivalry over the last 40 years or so um although in 93 LSU won outright as a 24 point dog. Um, so it's been done before, but uh, yeah, I don't have a, a super strong, uh, super strong feeling in that game. Um, a couple other ones. I like the uh, army air force under uh, has lost, mm-hmm. uh, lost a little bit of value opened 49 now down to 44. Um, basically these games between service academies, always go under uh I, I believe it's 31 8 and 1 to the under um oh. over the last 15 so it'd be about yeah, about 15 years or so because that uh, clock's just never stopping or what yeah the clock's never stopping and i what people always say is that these teams practice against the triple option i don't i don't know if that's true um they practice against the triple option like when preparing for Air Force or Navy or, or, or I'm sorry, like if our Army is preparing for Air Force or Navy, but 
why would Army spend, you know, if they're playing Eastern Michigan, why would they spend practice time preparing for the triple mm -hmm. option that week? Um, so I don't know if I totally, I, they're very familiar with it. The coaching staffs are very familiar, which I think helps. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, those are the two biggest things is they, they understand the system and they understand how to run it. So they probably understand how to stop it. Um, and yeah, the clocks just keep moving and the, the possessions, um, tend to last forever. So yeah, yeah, that, that 38, 31, eight and one number, um, that's against the closing spread. So these always open way too high. Um, and they always get bet down immediately. So, um, even at 44, I think I'd, I'd still be interested in that. Um, another, uh, under in a terrible game, um, Wyoming and San Jose State uh, are playing in Laramie, uh, Wyoming, Saturday afternoon. Uh, supposed to be 25 to 30 mile an hour winds and snow. Um, over under is 40 right now. It's also come down, but um, I still think there's some some value in the in the under there. Uh, San Jose State averages 1.8 yards per carry. Uh, on the ground, so they can throw the ball a little bit, but Wyoming's got a good secondary. I don't think they'll be throwing uh, in 25 mile an hour winds and snow, and I, I don't think they'll be able to move the ball. So um, I like the under there and, and lean Wyoming there. Um, you know, I also kind of like Nebraska. Um, I think, really? yeah, I think I think this Nebraska team can score enough to hang inside that big number. I hate jumping on or jumping off an Ohio state team mm -hmm. that everyone's kind of down on. Like it's not really a good time to tell Ohio state. Right. Um, and then the numbers has come down a little bit. Uh, yeah. 17 and a half. Yeah. Ohio state's still getting a ton of the, uh, the tickets about three quarters, but the, the money's about split. So some bigger bets coming in Nebraska. Um, I haven't played it yet. I don't know if I will be, uh, but mm -hmm. I, I it, it's sort of like the, you know, when Ohio State played Oregon State earlier in the year, they scored 70, 70 points, but yeah. uh, still, allowed, still allowed 35. Yeah. Uh, Scott Frost, the offense is getting better. Might be able to put up some points there. Yeah, the offense is getting better. I think Nebraska's defense is still really bad. Um, but I think they've gotten their legs under them a little bit. Um, they've gotten unlucky with wins and losses um, earlier in the season. You know, they shouldn't only have two wins. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I think Nebraska has a chance to uh, to cover that big number. Um, the other one I'm interested in, I, I don't know um, what it means, or you know, I don't want to get too into the politics, but um, Maryland short home underdog to Michigan State. Mm. Uh, can't tell if DJ Durkin coming back and the players being upset about that will like tank tank the team or motivate it or um or what but i did like maryland uh before that news came yeah. out um yeah that's I think, I think them and michigan state are Maryland's maybe a touch worse but i, I think this game should be about a, a pick em, um not two and a half so you're getting better field goals field goals worth of value um but yeah like i said the situation uh and everything surrounding the program's a little right. uh a little tenuous to to put money behind right now i think yeah, who knows who even's gonna play for Maryland? Some guys leave a meeting yesterday and say yeah. some, some strong sure. words on social media. So who knows? That's yeah. something to keep an eye on there. The Big Ten. 
yeah, I think that's uh, that's about it. There's Those some, are some uh, good some good numbers, Steve. Well, good luck this weekend, and thank you as always for joining us here. We appreciate it. You got it, man. All right, that will do it for today's show. Again, make sure you check out Friday's show as well. We will have a in depth look at Michigan and see the ways in which Penn State matches up with this Wolverines team. So be on the lookout for that. You can get a fresh episode of Locked On Nittany Lions in your podcast inbox every day if you subscribe to the show. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcast, really wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, we also really appreciate if you can rate and review us. really helps us out, helps other Penn State fans find this show. So thank you so much for listening. We'll be back on Friday for more Penn State Michigan talk. I'll chat with you then.